0: welcome everybody to dead talk live i'm your host viz i want to welcome all of our viewers around the world thank you for joining me tonight or this morning wherever you are i want to say hello to our moderators we do a great job every night to saz khaleesi who's with us tonight Uh, saz is actually going to be moderating both the youtube side as well as instagram marie has the night off tonight Of course, our show is broadcast simultaneously every night to YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. If you want more information about our show, please visit DeadTalkLive.com. You can see all of our prior featured special guest interviews, our four most recent uh, episodes, our guest list, and a whole bunch more. We have a lot to talk about today. We have a lot to talk about today. We have announcements to make. We have The Walking Dead, episode 19 to talk about. I hope you guys were able to tune in and watch the three special guests that we've had over the uh, course of the past two days. Monday, we had uh, Alok Mishra and uh, Naomi Grossman uh, from 1BR. Naomi Grossman is also uh, Pepper, an American Horror Story. Yesterday, we had The Star. Of 1BR that's on Netflix, Nicole Bryden Bloom. So I hope you guys were able to watch that. And if not, it's uh, always available for you to watch on any one of our networks. wanna say hello to Lisa, who's joining us on Facebook. And uh, let's see, on the Instagram side, we have Aldo Patterson, Irvin just joined us. Holu is with us. Shadi is with us. Welcome to all you guys. Thank you for joining me tonight and uh on to the announcements i want to welcome a longtime loyal viewer of ours cc wheezy has officially joined the dead talk live team and we are that much lucky for having him uh be a part of this team he is a wealth of horror knowledge and just having him on board is just going to make this show that much better and we are very lucky and we want to welcome cc as part of the dead talk live team officially as of today so other announcement now as you guys have noticed it's hard not to if you guys tune in uh frequently over the last almost two weeks now the start time of this show has been erratic For well over 10 months now, it's been 9.30 on the dot every night. And you've noticed over the last two weeks, it's been kind of erratic. And I've explained it, that I've been busy with stuff that I'm not ready to announce yet. Well, so here is the lowdown on what's going on. Dead Talk Live has been officially picked up by a major horror TV streaming service. Okay, I can't say the name yet. Well, I don't want to say the name yet. The deal is pretty much all, it's, it's a done deal. It's just in the lawyer's, hand, uh, lawyer's hands finalizing it. But Dead Talk Live is going to be airing on a major horror TV platform. Actually, platforms. It's going to be on more than just one. It's going to start off on one and then expand to more. It's a three-year deal. Uh, All of our episodes are being bought. What that means is going all the way back to our very, very first episode on April 25th of last year to this episode right now. Each and every one is being bought and it's going to be viewed and available on this horror, uh, streaming, on this horror network streaming platform. It is a major one, a it's a major platform. Uh, it's a great deal. And that is what has been really keeping me so busy. The stuff that I've had to do has been, I don't even know where to begin to start explaining it. Uh, first off, Dead Talk Live is produced by a media company that I also own. That's called Dead Talk media llc uh, so the amount of legal stuff uh that i've had to do uh insurance that i have to take out and now have i actually have insurance just in case i say something really stupid on the air and irresponsible and uh, someone decides to sue me i am now insured because you have to have uh media liability insurance that's what it's called media liability insurance so if you say something stupid, you're covered. <laughs> Luckily, yeah, I've not really gotten in, I've not gotten into any trouble. I've heard no complaints on what I've said. 504 on Instagram says they've got a question. Well, let it shoot. Ask your question and I'll do my best to answer it. So that's what has been keeping me so busy. It's phenomenal the amount of work that goes into it. And before I continue anymore... I just want to say, I mean, I can't say in a big enough thank you to the team that I have assembled here at Dead Talk Live. I work with some of the most amazing people you can think of. It's not just me. We have a team that's roughly between 12 to 20 people, and that's bare minimum of what we need to put on a show like this five days a week. Uh, And I just want to say thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. None of us, to this point, have received a single penny. The reason why we have been doing this is because we believe in what we're doing. And we're having a lot of fun doing it. That's That's what made me start this show. It was just for me to talk to people and just see where it goes. Here we are almost 11 months later. Not even 11 months later. We are approaching 50 uh, celebrity special guest interviews. 50. I mean, that... If you would have told me that a year ago, I'd be like, yeah, right. Sure. Uh-huh. And... Uh, I. It's a, it's, I have to pinch myself to what this show has become to the people that I've met, not just the team, but all of our viewers. It is my honor to come on here and talk to you guys every night. And part of what I've been doing is now all, you know, the majority of the volunteers have now been switched over to, you know, pay paid workers that's right so everybody's hard work and just dedication that they've put into this show is finally going to pay off it's it's going to pay off in monetary terms okay it's been paying off every day in just the experience of me and all of our moderators and everybody coming on here and talking to you guys and sharing with you guys so what is going to happen okay as far as this live stream goes this is a great deal okay this is a great deal that i think everybody who has been watching us is going to love this live stream is going to continue uninterrupted on all five of our platforms youtube instagram facebook twitch Twitter, it's gonna go on as it has been going on. The format is gonna stay the same. Uh, It's gonna be the same show. I mean, you're not gonna lose this show free off the social media and have to pay a subscription to watch it. No, no. Uh, If you wanna support us though, that'd be a, you know, we would deeply appreciate you going out and also watching us on our new platform. But uh, this show will be on live every night just as it has been and um what's gonna happen is the 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 network that is picking us up is buying all of our previous episodes each and every one, plus five new additional episodes each and every week so basically we this is episode number 280 something or more they are buying 200 and the majority the bulk majority of every show we've done uh in the from the very beginning plus five new episodes per week so basically we are going to be airing on our social media platforms as we have been every night monday through friday and then those shows are going to get edited and Uh, uploaded to the new platform and they will distribute them as they see fit it's going to start off primarily on one platform but very soon after it's going to expand to multiple streaming networks that will be available on any device mobile platforms roku apple tv you name it uh anywhere that you know they everywhere basically uh amazon fire stick roku apple tv mobile devices tablets computers any which anything you could think of we're going to be there and uh it's a great deal it's a great deal because i at best what i was hoping for and this was what i you know was you know our dream that maybe somebody will pick us up and maybe get a deal in place where we can do maybe 20 or 10 or 20 shows a year that was what I thought would be like maybe a good deal you know and something that I would do but to, to partner up with someone that's buying all of our previous episodes allowing me to retain full creative control of this show uh, and them distributing it it's, it's a win-win deal. It really is a win-win deal for everyone. It's a win-win deal for me, for our entire team, for all of you guys watching. And uh, there you have it. That's the news. So the deal right now, like I said, it's been agreed upon. It's all it's said and done. It's in the lawyer's hands right now, finalizing it out. I hope to be signing the deal by the end of this week hopefully no later than next week as soon as the deal is signed i will at that point announce the network i have not been told not to announce the network but i just want to keep that under wraps until everything is signed and sealed and ready to go and uh once the deal is signed i will be announcing the network networks that this show is going to be also airing on. So there you guys have it. Uh, Good deal. I hope uh, you guys continue to support us, continue watching us. And I want to thank you guys from the bottom of all of our hearts because if it wasn't for you guys watching, we would never have come to where we are today. So if you have any questions, chat them out. I'll do my best to try and answer them. So, let's get started with today's show, okay? Uh, thank you, Xanders, uh, for the congratulations. Welcome on YouTube. So, I, uh, I finally got around to seeing the uh, past, this past Sunday's The Walking Dead episode. And um, I've got our reviews that we're going to read here in a second. But, wow. Uh, talk about a show where, like, the first 20 minutes is really kind of slow. It really is kind of slow. We see it's all Gabriel and Aaron, and we finally get to see Robert Patrick. Uh, Want to welcome Dan's Reviews, who's just joined us on YouTube. Welcome. Uh, the show was pretty much the first... It's all about Gabriel and Aaron, and what they're doing is they are scouting locations that, uh, you know, Maggie has given them on a map. And they've been outed for two weeks. They're tired. They're not getting anything. And uh, it's a pretty slow first 20 minutes. But it quickly, quickly changes. Uh, to put it mildly, once Robert Patrick, who plays Maze, is introduced into this episode. And boy, does it change. Gabriel shocked the hell out of me uh, with what he did in this last week's episode. And uh, I did not see that coming. I really did not see that coming when uh, Maze had them at gunpoint and both Gabriel and Aaron were actually successful in talking him down he was letting Aaron go. And that scene where Gabriel just picks up Aaron's, uh, you know, weapon, his arm, whatever you want to call it, and smashes Maze's head in. I was like, what the hell just happened? I mean, we all knew that Gabriel, you know, has changed there's no doubt about that nobody's questioning that it's been happening for many seasons right now but what he did to maze i i believed him i if i was maze i don't blame the guy for trusting gabriel and aaron aaron believed gabriel and i got to give some props to aaron's character for not putting up a bigger stink after Gabriel killed him saying, what the hell did you just do, man? I mean, obviously what Gabriel did is goes against everything Aaron believes in. And even earlier in the episode, Aaron expresses as much that he wants to go back to the days when he was scouting for Alexandria for people to bring into Alexandria He felt that he was helping people when he was doing that. And everything has become really diluted since then. And here they both are. They are met by someone who puts a story to them that he killed his brother. We'll get to that part in a minute. Uh, And uh, Gabriel actually uses that as an excuse to Aaron afterwards as to why he had to kill him. Now he's proven wrong. It actually, it's it's a matter of perspective if Gabriel is proving wrong. And I'm gonna put this question out to you guys, all right? Uh, Maze, whether, you know, and, and in the way that Gabriel killed him, do you think he deserved to die If the story that he told Gabriel and Aaron about what happened with his brother, he caught his brother stealing his food, and they got into it, and he ended up killing his brother, is worse than keeping your brother hostage, your twin brother, no less. Keeping your twin brother in the upstairs attic of that factory, handcuffed, watching the decaying corpses of uh, his brother's wife and kid to me i think that is a worse punishment that he put upon his brother than actually him killing him and his family i don't, we don't get to find out how his family died the brother's family died whether they were killed uh by, by walkers, uh, whether, you know, they were killed by Mays, We don't know how they died. But the way they were arranged, it was all done on purpose, okay? His brother was kept alive on purpose for some sort of punishment. Whether that part of Maze's story is true, in that he did actually try to steal his food, and, yeah, I'm sorry, but that punishment does not fit the crime. Okay, and he, you know, handcuffed him, so he can just have to every day wake up and watch his dead wife and child uh, corpses decaying away. Uh, to me, is a much worse punishment than if the story that Mace told Gabriel and Aaron was actually true. So when Gabriel killed him, just based on the story that may said I'm like you're out of line uh Gabe I'm sorry you you've crossed into the uh, into the the dark side <laughs> you definitely crossed into the dark side by doing that we knew you've switched but then the look on Aaron's face when he killed him but then when they go up to the attic all right and they dis- they discover that his brother Is still alive but then once they scope out what has been going on and what Maze actually did to his brother yeah I felt Maze deserved to die for that okay so for a while there uh, when they see that the brother is still alive I can imagine Gabriel saying to himself oh shit I just killed this guy because I thought he killed you right But then seeing what he had done to his brother was sort of a little bit of a redemption for Gabriel in that he did actually make the right choice. But the bottom line of all this is in the, you know, fabricated zombie apocalypse, you got to make decisions on the fly. And those decisions could end up being correct decisions or they can be decisions that you end up regretting and having to live with for the rest of your life uh i thought this would be something that would haunt gabriel after the reality of what he did set in but then seeing what he has done what he actually did with his brother sort of redeemed his actions whether you guys agree or not that was my take on what how i perceived the episode that we just saw last week let me just see what you guys are saying um Dan's Reviews writes, Gabriel was great as usual, but that death was super quick. Uh, yeah, It caught us all off guard. I was not expecting it. Uh, Gian is also with us on YouTube saying, you know when Negan advised Gabe to manipulate the truth? uh, He's going to take care. He's going to take that advice very well and use it to influence him in a bad way. Uh... Uh sorry Meg writes do you think Maze deserved to die after we saw what he really did yeah i do i really do deserve to think that he deserved to die based on the original story that he told Gabriel and Aaron no i did not think he deserved to die because of that uh but it's somebody who's capable of uh inducing such cruel torture on his own brother that is not somebody you want to bring back with you to the community so in the end, like I said, Gabriel was redeemed for his actions. Uh, CC writes, Maze was too unpredictable. Cannot turn your back on a man like that. Absolutely. And uh, the way they did his makeup and, how, and what happened to his face, you don't know, it was like there were burn marks there. There were slashes. That could not have all come from a singular event that's him and what he's probably had to experience in the years of the zombie apocalypse that didn't those scars did not all happen from a single event it's just years and years and years of what he had to uh do and deal with just like everybody else that we have seen on the show and what the characters have been through uh i mean daryl has got scars everyone's got scars Want to say hello to Nish on Instagram, who's giving us a thumbs up. Welcome, Nish. Um, let's see. Jiggy writes, Aaron is my least favorite character. Uh, you know, mm. uh, Marsler writes, Aaron is innocent. Uh, I, I like Aaron. Is he my favorite character? No. Uh, Aaron has gone a big change as well. Remember Aaron when we first met him? Stranger Danger, Aaron, when he approached Sasha and Maggie. uh, And he did ultimately bring Rick and the gang back to Alexandria. Mr. Clean Cut, you know, he he was dressed as a preppy. Years into the apocalypse, here, you know, they're all dirty, bloodied up, been traveling from Georgia all the way up to Virginia. And uh, here comes along Aaron all nicely shaved clean clean clothes uh yeah if you if you uh were experiencing what the group had to experience just coming out of terminus having to travel all the way from georgia to virginia just having to go through that horrible storm it's right after the episode where rick made his famous line where we are the walking dead and then here comes aaron uh boy has he changed. Uh, and we saw we have been watching his transformation for years now on the screen. but you got to give Aaron credit for one thing, at least one thing, is that even though all the stuff that he's been through, you know, him losing Eric, uh, the stuff that he's gained and a daughter and Gracie, uh, his moral compass, has always been there. We've seen him lose it a few times. That's why I've always said that Aaron would never really make a good leader for Hilltop or Alexandria. And I think he realizes that himself as well. He would not be a good leader for Alexandria. That's why when Deanna died, Rick took over. When Rick uh, disappeared, Michonne took over. Aaron was always up in the hierarchy, especially with Michonne. He was a very close advisor to Michonne after Rick disappeared, but Aaron is not leadership material. Gabriel is a story onto himself. We met Gabriel as that coward on top of the rock, surrounded by walkers, crying out for help. We have seen him do, uh, he was probably, you can argue, a bigger coward than Eugene was, which is really kind of hard to imagine but gabriel was a huge coward he locked out his whole congregation when the whole world was falling apart he wouldn't let him in he had the space because he was too afraid that walkers would get in and he let his entire congregation get eaten up and get slaughtered by the walkers so and then look at gabriel and where he is now he's a stone cold killer We saw that with what he did with Dante when Dante was revealed to be a spy for the Whisperers and him killing Sadiq. And this last episode sealed the deal. If anybody had any doubts as to Gabriel's complete transformation, uh, last week's episode should have settled any doubts you guys should have. Now, the question for Gabriel moving forward is... He has really swung the pendulum to the other side, too much, in my opinion, too much. Uh, because after he killed Maze, whether he deserved it or not, he was like, "Okay, let's go." Like, what's wrong, Aaron? What I mean, what you you actually were expecting us to bring this bring this guy back with us? And the look on Aaron's face. You gotta give him credit. I was like, damn, Aaron. I mean, if I was feeling what you were feeling, and I saw, you know, I just saw my friend do that, and the words that I was telling Mays were sincere. You know, there are good people out there. There are, you just have to, you know, find them. And then to see Gabriel right in front of my eyes murder this man, uh, and his reaction, just besides the look on his face, is like, Let's just go. Let's go. Uh, he he kept it intact. Uh, you know, he could have lost it. Uh, maybe that's... I liked how they did it, but the writers could have definitely gone away where Aaron and Gabriel throw down. Right then and there. Uh, Gabriel, I mean, Aaron gets up and he takes a swing at Gabriel. Now, personally, even with one arm... I think Aaron can kick Gabriel's ass. <laughs> I really do. I think Aaron, even even with one arm, uh, Ross Marquand, who plays Aaron, I think he can kick Gabriel's ass. Uh, Gabriel has become a good fighter. He knows how to kill walkers. He knows how to come up on you. He knows how to do the sneak attack. He's, he learned from the best in Rick. Remember, Rick was not the best one on one fighter. How many times have we seen Rick get his ass kicked on The Walking Dead? And uh, but Rick knows how to you know how to use trickery, and I think that's where Gabriel has learned a lot of his moves. So let's see on Instagram, uh, Lauren Card Cannibal says, "I have doubts as to Gabriel's transformation." Still, oh okay, so you still think? That him being a cold-blooded killer is just a show that he's putting on? I don't think so. I don't think it's a show. I really, truly believe this is who he has become. And remember, uh, the line that he tells Aaron the night before when they when they get hammered on the whiskey, uh, evil is not the exception to the rule. It is the rule. Basically saying that Pretty much saying that everybody who's left, besides us, is evil. And we've talked about this before. On The Walking Dead, whether you're the good... There are no good guys or bad guys. I mean, they just don't exist. Uh, It's all a matter of perception. It's all a matter of who you're trying to protect. And the way the show is designed, of course, is our survivors, our main characters that we've known... Aaron, Gabriel, Daryl, Carol, uh, they are the good guys. And whoever they come across is the bad guys because we've known them for so long. Uh, But they have done some shitty stuff. I mean, they have done things, especially Rick, where they're very easily can flip it around and say, yeah, you are the bad guy going into that savior camp without knowing any information and murdering people while they sleep yeah you are a bad guy that's not cool and negan told him as much when he confronted them that in the uh season premiere of uh, season seven that is not cool (laughs) i agree with negan that was not cool what he did um Charmin wants to know if there's any place where you can watch the episode. It all depends on which country you're in, Charmin. Uh, let's see. Philip just joined us on Instagram. Welcome, Philip. Uh, Philip also says, Gabriel grew some and manned up. Well, he did that a while ago. Lisa writes, he started to change somewhat when he shot that savior outside of that satellite installation, when Rick and the others went in to slaughter the saviors in season six. Good point, Lisa. Very good point. And uh, he made a statement just before killing him, uh, something in regards to him being a, 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 a priest. I forget what the statement is, but he made a statement just before he shot that guy outside of that satellite compound and I, I can't remember exactly what the words were that he used. Um, on Instagram, Punani, <laughs> <Poonani. laughs> welcome, he's giving us, giving us a smiley love face. Uh, Mr. is giving us a thumbs up. Uh, Bugs Vinny is saying hello. Welcome, Bugs Vinny. Thank you to the show. Welcome to the show. Uh, Welcome to all the new people who have just joined us on Instagram. So let's get on to what the critics had to say about this show. Charmin is from the Philippines. No access for AMC. Now, I know The Walking Dead has a big following over in in the Philippines. Uh, Whether you guys have to wait till after the show finishes airing elsewhere and goes on to Netflix, as a lot of people in a lot of countries have to. I don't know. I don't know what the status is. Uh, I know that season 10 of The Walking Dead is not yet on Netflix. When is it going to go on Netflix? I have no idea. I really don't. So let's see what the news articles have to say in their review of this uh, last week's episode, which was called One More. Aaron and Gabriel find the truth behind the phrase "In Vino Veritas. Loose lips and a bottle of whiskey landed too in hot water on the walking dead. Walking from point to point on the map, looking for, uh, looking for desperately needed food and supplies. And that brings me to another question. Why is all of a sudden, I mean, the only thing that makes sense to me as to why Alexandria uh, might be on short on food, because remember, Alexandria had become fully sustained. They were growing, they were raising crops. They were a fully sustained community. So the only thing that it could be is that when the Whisperers came in, they destroyed all their crops. And that's why Gabriel and Aaron were out there scouting for food until they can rebuild uh, all the, uh, the farming stuff that they had done in Alexandria. So uh, all Aaron and Gabriel have done is kill zombies... And wear the leather off their shoes at this point the walking dead is also the walking living as the two are without a car bicycle cart or horse every spot on the map marked by maggie has been a dud from the freshly burned down house to the boarded up mini mart frustration is beginning to set in for aaron who is ready to head back home with empty hands Two weeks of wandering around, killing walkers, and burning precious calories is a long time to be away from a city trying to rebuild after a war. But Gabriel insists upon one more. And actually, to be more accurate, when he ran into Mays, it was two more. The place they find a closed-up warehouse isn't on Maggie's map, but it's worth a look. They don't find much in the way of useful food up there, but they do find three things. A wild boar. I mean, really, a wild boar? (laughs) That is like the last thing you would expect to find, even in the zombie apocalypse, locked up in a factory office. Anyway, they do. They find a wild boar. I thought it was a dog, initially. Did you guys know that was a boar? When they showed it all mangled up on the floor... I thought it was a dog that Aaron killed by accident. I had no idea it was a boar. Anyway, they find a boar. Uh, let's see, where did I leave off? And uh, they find form uh, trouble in the form of a dangerous loner named Maze, who was played brilliantly by Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick did a great job uh, primarily playing Maze, but then also playing the twin brother as well. Taken by surprise and caught in a moment of weakness, Aaron and Gabriel are forced to take a hard look at themselves and their attitudes as part of a very sick game put together by a very sick man. Before Rob, Robert Patrick shows up, the episode itself is solid. The very mundane act for these people of killing walkers or avoiding them is honed to a fine science. They know to throw something into tall grass to get the walker's attention. They know how to fight back to back and keep threats within eyesight. They work together as a team and clear efficiently, even when they're exploring a dark warehouse. Every walker they pass and every skeleton they find scattered on the ground is someone who failed to learn those hard lessons. But Aaron and Gabriel are capable, dangerous men. Men, everyone is dangerous in this world. It's no wonder that when Aaron and Gabriel get into a bottle of whiskey, things turn a little dark. Gabriel, in particular, is burned out and tired of fighting the good fight. Trying to see the good in humanity is hard in this place. It's no wonder he thinks people are mostly bad. Alexandria has been through a lot in a short span, and Gabriel has seen nothing but darkness and terror since the apocalypse kicked off. That's mostly true, but let's not forget, he's in a relationship with Rosita. He is the adoptive father of uh, Coco, so it's not been all horrible for Gabriel. No one is unscarred mentally or physically by the way the world has turned. Then he meets Maze. From the moment Robert Patrick steps into the frame, he's an arresting figure to watch. He's tall, especially by actor standards. He's physically imposing. And Robert Patrick, to me, will always be the Terminator. The T-1000. Uh, there's a reason why he was the T-1000, after all. He knows what to do with his body to maximize whatever mood he's going for even when he's not speaking or his face or his face is obscured by a hood and scar makeup he's immediately a threat in the way the walkers throughout the world were not and even when he's making conversation about the boar his boar that Gabriel and Aaron ate in a level voice there's a level of menace in the way he handles himself. Laura Belsey makes the most out of his ability throughout the episode. By having him usually standing over a tied-up Aaron or across from the shorter Seth Gilliam, it emphasizes his size and his physically imposing stature. Robert Patrick already seems somewhat dangerous and commanding just based on pop culture osmosis, but by constantly putting him in the position of control and power over the other two, it only makes that balance of power seem tilted even further away from the two Alexandrians. Even without taking into account that he's armed and dangerous, he is in control, and Gabriel and Aaron are both trying their best to find a crack in his aggressive, blustery armor. Aggressive and blustery is something of an understatement. Maze is on the offensive from the moment he shows up and asks Gabriel how the boar tasted, and his slow reveal of psychosis is very well done in Eric Mountain and Jim uh, Barnes' script. It is paced out slowly, So when he pulls Aaron's arm out of the bag and throws it across the room, it's an immediate shock and it seems that Aaron could very well be dead. Maze only ups the ante further when he fires his gun into the office, then announces that Aaron was tied up inside. Throughout the episode, as he quizzes Gabriel and Aaron on their attitude toward survival, And what they were talking while drunk the night before bites of his own past are exposed that gives gabriel enough of a view of his psychology to start using his pastoral care training to meet the grieving angry men where he is a less nicely established during the drinking talk earlier in an effort to reach him and save their lives it's constructed well. He pushes Gabriel and Aaron getting angrier and angrier with Patrick, Gilliam, and Mark one playing off one another nicely throughout the process. The two series regulars have enough of a relationship established that just by watching them look at and react to one another, you can tell what they are thinking. And Aaron and Gabriel seem to agree to play good cop, better cop with their unstable captor for his part patrick just pushes forward getting angrier and angrier each time until he finally confesses how he got his scars and just what he had to do with his family on the road having a breakthrough in the process it's a breakthrough and it lasts just long enough for gabriel to smash Maze's head in Absolutely, that's exactly what he did. Gabriel's patter seemed to work with May's Karen cutting Aaron free and responding positively to Gabriel's mention that their community heals the broken. Then bang, Laura Belsey masterfully deploys the first of two big surprises to the episode, and it's as stunning to the audience as it is to Aaron. The second surprise is less shocking but more bittersweet as May's brother is chained up in an upstairs hiding spot and is free just long enough to grab the Russian roulette pistol from Gabriel and use it on himself to join his long-dead wife and child in the great beyond. Uh, one May's brother is given brief redemption before his pain ends, and the other takes matters into his own hands to end his pain. Gabriel, for all his talk about uh, world not being full of evil men, and redemption being possible, does not act like it after the death of Maze Prime. I guess that's his last oh, Maze Prime talking about the Maze brother that uh, Gabriel killed. Uh, Something simply cannot be hand waved away in the end and someone who killed his own family is always going to be a concern. As for Gabriel, the truth passes drunk lips easily. So there you guys have it. That's one review. Uh, Pretty accurate, pretty good review. The one thing that left out, which was kind of funny, is the stumble that, uh, Gabriel took in the mud we had two sort of comical uh parts to that episode uh the first one was of course Gabriel just falling face first into the mud uh that was pretty funny uh but luckily for him of course it starts raining right then and there so the mud comes right off and then when he starts teasing Aaron about the scream and he just could not stop laughing Uh, to the scream that Aaron let out when he was confronted by that boar. That was kind of amusing as well. So, anyways. uh, There is another review that I found that is not quite as generous. Let me see, where do I have that one? So this one, the Walking Dead recap, bored to tears. Now, like I said, the first half of this episode was slow. I think it was done that way on purpose to give us, you know, an idea of what Gabriel and Aaron have been facing for the last couple of weeks as they're on this scouting mission. It's not to be a, uh, it was not meant to be in an action-packed, intense, at least first half of an episode. So this one goes on to say, Sunday's episode of The Walking Dead put a whole new spin on Look at the Flowers. As walker guts splattered dandelions. And I just want to give hats off to how that was filmed. That was beautifully done in the beginning when they come up against those walkers. And instead of showing us something that we have seen hundreds of times on The Walking Dead over and over again. And that's them taking out walkers. They decided to do a completely different spin on how we got to see how they took out the walkers. And that was some brilliant cinematography. Uh, and how they filmed that. You know, as opposed to us showing that you know, showing us how they take out the walkers, having the walker blood splattered along the flowers. It's a small little detail, but I think it was beautifully done. Really nicely done. So a big hats off to them for for that one. It trotted out some new gnarly new grotesque, unless you can recall ever seeing the skin of walker arms accidentally yanked, yanked off. And going back to that scene, when they're pulling on that big walker to pull him through the boards, come on, we all knew those arms were going to come off. <laughs> I mean, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it just goes to show you that a walker's body is a lot more fragile than some shoddy, you know, planks of wood that are used to nail up an entryway. And it introduced Robert Patrick as maze. Yeah, it is still managed uh, to be a wild boar, or boar, B-O-R-E. Read on and we'll see if we can pinpoint why. What does good, uh, What does God think of you drinking and gambling right now? As one more began, uh, Aaron and Gabriel, the only two regulars in the whole episode, were near the end of the most dispiriting supply hunt ever. Aaron wanted to head back. He missed Gracie, and Maggie's map of possible hotspots had been a non-starter. Gabriel insisted that they could check out, as the, the title suggested he would, one more. And again... It was two more when they came upon Maze, and was soon punished for his optimism. He was attacked by a walker while wading through muck, rendering what had been an almost useless map, well, totally useless. Soon, the guys happened upon what appeared to be an unoccupied warehouse in which someone had amassed a large number of Bibles. Uh, M.K., while Gabriel searched the office for booze, Aaron heard a noise in the back room. My name is Aaron, he said. I'm a friend. Receiving no response, he opened the door and shrieked. Gabriel, upon seeing that Aaron had found and killed a wild boar, cracked. Though the episode was otherwise uh, would have run short, it did not. That evening, they pigged out played poker, and got drunk on extremely expensive whiskey while the preacher schooled his pal like he was in the uh, bourbon-centric vision of version of Sideways. Gabriel himself had been taught, if you were dying to know by an old mentor, one who always said the right things to his congregation without it looking like he was even trying. Evil people aren't the exception to the rule. They are the rule. The more soused Aaron and Gabriel got, the more intense their navel-gazing began. Hey, been there. When Aaron encouraged the preacher to return to the pulpit, Gabriel's response was so bleak, you'd swear he just lived through 2020. Later, after Aaron stole away to take a whiz, Gabriel woke up to find the sun's out and his friend is still not back. What were you cooking? asked the figure menacing in the shadows. It was Robert Patrick, his face a leathery mess of scars that only Dwight could possibly rival. As the stranger chowed down on the leftovers, Gabriel endeavored to inquire about Aaron and his whereabouts and it didn't go well. I'm just keeping an eye on the time. The stranger the, uh, you, that we see was ticked that our protagonist had eaten his boar and drunk his whiskey. So sorry, said Gabriel. They thought the place was deserted. Mmm, replied the stranger. You figured the boar got into that room by itself? One point for the stranger. Zero for Gabriel. So, sorry again, the preacher said, adding that they meant him no harm. At that, the stranger produced Aaron's mace. Does this say no harm to you? Two points for the stranger. When asked Gabriel why he wore the priest's collar, probably the same reason the stranger kept the Bibles around. Gabriel reckoned as a reminder of the good in the world. Toilet paper, said the stranger. I like the thin pages. And going back, and we've lived through this, You know, toilet paper is the essential thing when you are going through, in our case, a pandemic, in their case, a zombie apocalypse. A drunk drunk tongue's an honest one. The stranger wasn't buying any of Gabriel's BS. Anyway, he had overheard all of the preacher's cynical talk the previous evening, so he knew Mr. Holier Than Thou was full of it. He was close, though, to enlighten which the stranger hoped to provide by wheeling into the room a tied-up Aaron, and forcing the men to play Russian roulette. Only they each had a choice. They could point the pistol at their own head or their friend's. Winner, the stranger says, goes home. Gabriel went first, aiming at his noggin. Empty. Aaron followed suit. Empty. One more, Gabriel. Nada. Then the stranger heard it. A revolver makes a sound when the chamber loads, he noted. This desperate Aaron pleading with the stranger, he and Gabriel and their friends, they were like family, blah, 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 blah. The stranger more or less replied, he saved his brother and his family countless times. And yet in the end, his brother had tried to rob and kill him. But he added his brother had given him something invaluable in that moment, enlightenment. You probably said at that point, just me? Finally, despite his eagerness to get home to Gracie, Aaron moved to shoot himself, only to have the stranger stop him at the last nanosecond. Finally, the stranger allowed our heroes to convince him believe in them in, and in their community. He untied Aaron, revealed that his name was Maze, and with that, Gabriel bashed his brains in with Aaron's mace. It's okay, Gabriel told Aaron. We're good. Meaning something's altogether different, Aaron asked. Are we? So there you guys have it. Uh, You know, both articles were good. I agree with uh, both of them in a way. It was a great episode. We are halfway done now with the six bonus episodes. We only have three left to go. And then we have to wait probably till the fall until season 11 of The Walking Dead starts. Right after these three remaining three episodes air, the second half of season six of Fear the Walking Dead will begin. Uh... Lisa on Facebook writes, reminds you of the well walker in season two. Yeah, when they were trying to pull that guy's arms through that opening, that walker. I don't know what they were thinking. I mean, I I saw that coming a mile away. Khaleesi writes, I agree, Viz. The photography at the beginning of the episode was stunning. It was. It was absolutely beautiful. Something I've never really seen before in a horror movie. Very nicely done. It was an awesome shot. Lisa writes, Gabe did what Carol would have done. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see Gabriel going or is done with, you can argue, with the transformation that Carol went through in the earlier seasons of The Walking Dead, all the way up to when she had to do the unthinkable, and that is take out Lizzie because she was a threat to everybody else if she was left alive. Anyway, guys, we are out of time for tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please visit our website, DeadTalkLive.com. As soon as our deal is announced, I'll be announcing the network that Dead Talk Live will also be airing on. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you missed the first half of the show where I made the announcement, please go back and watch it uh, where I announce what's happening with the future of dead talk live don't forget uh, we have two more guests coming up next week tom matthews from return of the living dead on monday and then on friday we have roger uh from from the original dawn of the dead so two more guests coming up next week you guys have been awesome as always very much looking forward to what's to come with us and you guys moving forward I guess when we move over to the network, and of course this live stream is going to continue, you guys are going to be continued, will be considered a part of the live audience that is later going to be aired on the network. Anyway, guys, that's just one way of looking at it. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow night. And until then, thank you. Stay walking.